Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Liftoff! What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Take It to the Tips podcast. I'm your host, Matt, as always, because there's nobody else here. Um, so today we have our first guest of the short history of the show. Uh, so the guest is Jeff Kurtz. He's a fellow physical therapist, but also a Temple DPT grad and great friend of the program. Um, so I'll get into a little bit more of what's going on with Jeff shortly. Um, but before we dive into that, uh, remember to follow me on Twitter at Doc Marags, follow the YouTube and Facebook pages, both at DM Golf and then Instagram. And then I made a TikTok, unfortunately. And they are both at Doc Marags Golf. So go follow there. I'm helping you. I'm here to help you with your game. So always feel free to reach out and uh, eventually I'll start posting some more like golf and mobility stuff. But um, it's cold at the moment. So. So getting into Jeff, so like I said, he's a physical therapist, great pal, um, but he's also the only physical therapy colleague I have that is also a Titleist Performance Institute certified clinician. So he has level one certification as well as his level two medical certification, right? Correct. And I'm yes. glad that uh, that was the qualification I needed was that I was the only person that has certification. <laughs> so yes, uh, yes. Great. So, so Jeff, um, like I said, I wanted to bring you guys information on how to improve your game. And since Jeff's TPI certified, which is what I want to do in the future, I figured bring them on. It's a great opportunity to hear from a TPI certified guy and then, um, get a, get a good head start on the golf season. So I gave people your credentials a little bit, but just Give us a little bit more about yourself, what some of your goals are as a therapist in the golf game, and then where people can find you both social media wise and then actually in person for physical therapy. All right. Well, thanks for having me again. Um, yeah. So we obviously graduated together uh, almost two years ago now. Um, you and I had met in the PT program. I was thinking about how we met the other day. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized that we were sitting at separate tables for lunch and I heard some guy talk about fantasy football. And of yeah. course it's the, you know, the first day where everybody doesn't know anybody. So I'm thinking this guy talks fantasy football. Let me chat this guy up. So fast forward, what, five, six years ago, and I'm still kicking your ass at fantasy football. Chill bro. <laughs> Two years in a row now. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm ready for the golf season. Just like you are, you know, we got another six inches of snow today. So if anything, I'm just ready for warmer weather. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, yeah. So I graduated from Temple's PT program. Um, I got hired right out of school at a private practice outpatient clinic in Collegeville, PA. It's called Kinetic Physical Therapy. And right now we have five locations. Um, the most recent one I'm starting up in Phoenixville. We're going to be located within a YMCA. Um, but Back in September of 2020, I got my TPI one certification, which is just kind of the basic uh, certification that anybody can really get. So you can be a fitness professional, you can be a medical professional, a, a golf coach, you know, work with youth, uh, really anything. 
Um, and then once you get to the, the level two certification, that's more advanced and, and more specialized. So that's where I got the medical two certification. Kind of once COVID started, um, since nobody was doing anything, this one was online. So uh, I got those two pretty quickly and just wanted to start up a golf program. So um, I'm doing this within my company there since the private practice, they're, they're pretty supportive of doing your own adventures. Um, you know, they kind of back you financially with it, which is great. Um, I quickly joined a local country club just to start to make connections. I figured, you know, if you want to, you want to get out and meet golfers, you got to go to where they are. So um, joined a country club. I didn't want to be that guy that starts marketing to all the members right away. So I'm just kind of easing my way in. Um, but I'm making a lot of connections. Um, you know, I met with a few physicians in the past few months, um, you know, just to try to get referral sources in terms of treating people. So right now I'm doing a lot of treatment for, for the golfers. Um, I'd like to expand this to something where I do off-season programs and try to get people to build their bodies better, um, you know, get better mobility, build some power, build some stability. Um, so that's the direction I see it going. Uh, it's starting to work into more of the, the fitness and trying to get people to have better bodies for the golf game um, in addition to the, doing the treatment, which I've already been doing. Nice, bro. Yeah, I feel like you're like a whole year ahead of me in your like career path. And also you're already married. So now I still got to pay for my wedding. And then, so I'll probably have to push off my country club membership until next year. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a similar track that I'm looking to do as well. Um, trying to make those connections in country clubs. Where are you a member of? Springford. It's in Rutherford. Gotcha. It's How a really it? tight course. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I can be golfing with some 75-year-old guy that I, I outdrive him by 80 yards. And he'll still beat me on the hole because, you know, he's been playing there for 40 years. And, yeah. And <laughs> they just know the course. They know yeah. the course. Um, so it's, it's really helped me develop my game just strategically. Nice. Um, you know, I could already bomb it pretty far. Oh, it only, it only gets you so far. True. You and I have obviously golfed on a few occasions. Yes. Um, but those were some dog tracks. In, in oh, absolutely. Were they dog tracks in Philly? Like outskirts of Philly, just, public tracks for like 20 bucks brutal yeah those were brutal yeah but now we're not broke anymore so we can do well, other things we're, we're a different kind of broke now you're right you're right much time yes um so i was gonna ask you something else about it um but yeah i don't even know oh what was your uh, what's your handicap looking like at this point oh what was it going into this year well, I just started tracking it once I joined the country club. Gotcha. So right now, right now it's an eight. Nice. Um, I'm a 12.8. Well, I was a 12.8 at the end of last year. So. Okay. I mean, respectfully, yeah. you got to start somewhere. Exactly. Um, well, I was a well, I was a 27 to start last year. See, that kind of improvement is, you know, that's 100. percent If I go 100, yeah. I'm down to a four, which is, you know, that's I don't think I'll get there. Yeah. Diminishing returns, man. Diminishing right. returns. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's dive into the TPI certification a little bit. So as a physical therapist, like you said, it, anybody that wants to get it can get the level one certification, but as a TPI level two, uh, medical cert certified therapist, what does that look like? Like, what does the kind of evaluation look like? And then how do you eventually start treating golfers? Sure. So the level, the level one that everybody learns takes you through a TPI assessment, the physical assessment. They advertise that they can take you about seven minutes, but you know, really you want to be a little bit more thorough. So 
it will take me 10 to 15 minutes just to do like a medical, just the, the level one physical assessment. That'll take you through um, almost 12 or 13 physical screenings. They'll have you do some squats with your arms up over your head. They'll take a look at your thoracic mobility, being able to rotate, move your hips around. Um, and those, those are just some general physical screenings just to see specific body movements for the golf swing. Um, and it's general, you know, anybody can really do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Is it, what is it? The screening, is it like a SMA or SMS or? So that's part of the medical two certification. Yeah. You get your medical two certification. You also get certified in SFMA, which SFMA. Yeah. 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 Selective movement. Yeah. I used to have to do it. I never got certified in it as a personal trainer at Temple, but we just use that template um, to do it. So definitely know what that's all about. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're talking about there. Yeah. So the SFMA goes into a little bit more detail. It breaks down like if somebody can't rotate their thoracic spine, they mm -hmm. check out why you can't rotate it. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So that'll help you go into how to treat somebody with, with some of these movement dysfunctions. Gotcha. Um, that's really the, the, the big difference between medical two and the first TBI mm -hmm. assessment. It gotcha. helps me identify people that have pain and how to treat them better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to be a TPI certified physical therapist to treat people. Yeah. You know, I think anybody that gets their DPT is, is qualified to treat somebody with pain. For but sure. Somebody that has the TPI certification, you know, we, we know how to, to address specific issues with their golf swing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was kind of what I want to dive in next a little bit. So we had the kind of general DPT schooling. Um, we were big manual therapy guys. I assume you still are. Um, I try to be as much as possible as well. So how would you say that the TPI certification has helped you as a clinician? Like, does it just give you that basic extra little bit in the medical certification or is there anything else that really has helped you with your clinical practice? I wouldn't say I learned any, you know, big clinical skills that mm -hmm. I didn't have before. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's what it was about. I think it was more about seeing the person in front of me differently. So, um, you know, I see somebody as a golfer in front of me now, uh, before I would just see them as somebody with pain. Yeah. Um, but now it's specific things, you know, golfers are, are unique athletes. And I will use that word athletes, um, because you have to be a rotational athlete. So you basically rotate from one side to another. There's not a lot in terms of the sagittal plane, which is just forward and backwards. Um, which means we see a lot of differences in the body because you've got to be able to develop power. Um, towards your lead side more so than, than towards your back side. Um, so you really look at things more rotationally. Um, so things like thoracic rotation become a lot more important than maybe just thoracic extension, mm -hmm. which, which we might look at generally in, in, gen, in the general population. Um, you know, hip rotation is much more important. Uh, <laughs> hip, What's so, up, that's my dog. Um, so, so those things are, you know, I look at people differently now, uh, it's more so the insight rather than clinical skills that they give me, but mm -hmm. they also give you a few techniques to, to go into treating those people. Then they'll, they'll give you more exercises that you didn't have before. Nice. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Obviously we get a very in-depth, uh, curriculum in school to really, we have all the skills we need, I feel like to treat a, treat a golfer, but I feel like definitely, like you said, it hones it in, makes them look at more of an athlete point of view than just like a general uh, patient, which is cool. 
Um, and then, so diving into the athletes a little bit more specifically, what do you think that the TPI certification brings to the table that's most beneficial to the athletes, whether it's in terms as physical therapists or just a titleist performance uh, expert? I think the TPI certification differentiates yourself from other, other PTs. Um, I've had people come to me because I am TPI certified. Um, you know, and, and I think it, it gives you a baseline that people can find you. Um, you know, I think the physicians really look at that as a big, big thing. Um, you know, I've, I've given a, a physician one of the TPI screenings just to build that relationship. And now he sends me every single golfer that he talks to because awesome. he knows that, that I've got that, that depth of knowledge that maybe some of the other PTs in the area don't have. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, the, the TPI certifications are, you know, pretty rare, actually. I started by taking a look at my, my area, which is heavily populated in terms of golfers. There's courses everywhere. Um, and the MyTPI website, which is mytpi.com, has a find an expert um, application that you can find anybody that's got a level one certification, a medical certification, anything. And there was this huge gap right where I live, um, despite all of the golf courses. So there was obviously a need for it. Um, and there's obviously a market for it. And nobody was doing it. So just having that capability is, is it differentiates yourself amongst other people. Mm-hmm. I think the direction that PT may go in is that we start to see people specialize more. They get their little niches. Um, you know, there's, there's all different kinds of specializations you can get. You can, you can do, you know, lymphedema, you can do pediatrics, everything. And I think we're going to start to see the profession go in that direction. I think golf is a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, sorry, Matt, the the certification isn't just for golfers. You know, they do talk about other rotational athletes, baseball players, you know, throwers, uh, people that are batting, um, tennis players, it's all rotational athletes. So Mm -hmm. it goes beyond just the world of golf. And yeah, I think with the TPI certification, when you're bringing up kind of that gap in your area of clinicians that had it, I think it's also what you decide to make of it, of the certification really. Cause I know there's, there's not a ton of them in my area, but even just looking at the, the TPI website and seeing where they are, you could, you kind of just tell by looking at their names and if they like don't have a profile picture that they're not using it to the fullest of their abilities. Um, so that's kind of what I looked at too, is that there's not really, there's a big gap in my area. Again, a lot of golf courses up in the area, probably not as many as you, but still quite a few and no real TPI uh, experts in the area. So definitely trying to tap into that market, which yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. I, I've done a search of the people in my area that do have the certification. They're not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's very few people that are actually capitalizing on it. Yep. Just wasting a thousand bucks. Just, to have those letters in front of your name and do nothing with it. Yeah. Go to the, the go to your local country club and be like, Hey, I'm a TPI certified pro. Right. Yeah. Right. So the, the name of the show is take it to the tips. So how do you think, or what have you done as a TPI certified professional um, that has either helped golfers improve their distance or just help improve their game in general? Well, I think it's, it really starts from a mobility issue right now in the general population where we are in preach bro preach so well yeah i've seen your mobility (laughs) that's everyone else will soon too yeah that could be part of your problem but a lot of us are sitting 
more and more and more, especially with the pandemic in the past year, which means we are starting to be less and less mobile. So in the general population, you got these weekend warriors that go out and, and golf two rounds on the weekend, hopefully. Um, and they just, they lack the mobility that they could have if they were upright. You know, you and I have a little bit more active jobs. I'm on my, my feet all day. Um, so I don't have that where I'm sitting a lot. But if you're sitting and kind of hunched over a little bit, you're going to start to see that reflected in your golf swing because your upper back doesn't move as well. I think a lot of the golf swing starts in the upper back and the hips. So, you know, anytime I get somebody that's kind of that weekend warrior coming in, I start really with the upper back and the, the hips. A lot of people, you know, the number one diagnosis that people will come in with is low back pain. Um, and unfortunately, the low back is usually the scapegoat. It's not the real source of pain in these golfers. It's usually a result of their lack of mobility in their upper back and their lower back and, or their hips. And I do want to talk about that a little bit because I think that's an important distinction to make to people. Your body is basically an alternating pattern of mobile joints connected by stable segments, right? So if you want to start at the ground, you start with your foot and that's a generally stable part of your body. And then you go up to the ankle, that's mobile. Then you go up to your knee, that's stable. Then your hips, that's mobile. Then, so everything alternates. Once we hit the low back, that's supposed to be a stable joint. It does do a lot of flexion and extension, bending forward, bending backwards. But aside from that, it's not supposed to do a lot of movement. If somebody has a tight upper back and it doesn't rotate well, if they have tight hips, which is supposed to be a mobile joint, and it doesn't rotate more well, you're going to see something happen at the low back that shouldn't happen. You're going to see some rotation or you're going to see somebody bend to the side and your low back shouldn't do that, but your low back doesn't care. All you want to do is hit that ball 300 yards. So what do you do? You just, you try to accomplish that. And a lot of times that, that comes, um, you know, unfortunately detrimental to your low back and you start to place that, that excessive load on it. And then you come to see me because you have low back pain. You think you have a low back issue and it's really as a result of your upper back and your hips. So I always start with the upper back by assessing the upper back and by assessing the hips with somebody that has low back pain. Um, so if you have low back pain, I think the first thing you need to look at is, is your upper back and your hips. I feel you, man. I feel, I feel that myself because a little bit different. Um, so obviously, you know, my shoulders are not very mobile my T-spine is not very mobile. So like if I'm doing just regular shoulder flexion up in the air, I have to like excessively hyperextend my low back essentially to get that little bit of extra. So like, it's just the same kind of thing. Your body is, it's going to work as efficiently as possible. And if there's something else, like if your shoulders can't move or the T-spines can't move, it's going to compensate to get the desired mo uh, movement. So yeah, we just got to get it to work better. Uh, everybody out there has to get it to work better, which you're helping with, and I'm going to help with as well, but I have to get if, my if own I, body If, if to work I better. remember from labs with you, we did a, a lat test to see how long it <laughs> were. It's, it's generally everybody does it. Yes. Um, and that was awful. I mean, yeah. And, and Most people, they're able to, so you're going you're gonna to raise your arms up over your head, try and drop them down to the table behind you if you're laying on your back. And mine just, hang there just hang there in the air and right. it's everybody just laughed at me in class well you were used as a as a model i was i was because i was most most 20 
two to 24 year olds are going to be, they're not going to be the general population that we see. And I can, I was, I was a model as a, a broken down man, but I'm getting there. I'm doing yoga. I'm doing yoga these days. I'm getting I didn't there. See that? I did yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. You were Matt was always used. Um, and you could always tell when Matt was being used in lab as in a model because you could just hear the groans and the moans from when he was getting stretched out. Brutal. Um, Brutal. But you know, the one thing that we all know, or you know, you and I know is that your lats attached to your low back. Um, so if you can't get your arms up over your head, your low back is gonna extend to try to increase the length of your lats mm -hmm. so yeah you're probably gonna, gonna have a low back yeah i do feel low back but it's it's gotten better i think being in well i'm about to say being in school helped me no shit it did um but yeah it's having that awareness because until school i didn't really think about it i would just go to the gym bench all the time do my thing and then once like i remember getting on the mat that first time and one of our professors being like is that really as far as you can go i was like yes is that a problem? Like, yeah, kind of. So since then I've gotten better, but it's, it's still a process. I'm getting there though. Cause I want to hit it. I want to hit it further, man. I want to take it to the tips, you know? Right. I don't think that you have to avoid strength training, but yep. you know, that's gotta be supplemented. And mm -hmm. with some, some yeah. And it, and it wasn't previously, it was just straight strength training with stretching for like five minutes, maybe, right. maybe. Um, so yeah, definitely getting a good routine of, flexibility, mobility, strength training, as well as just practice for golf as well. So dividing that up evenly, um, doing different periodization programs and linear programs to help you kind of maximize your performance for the golf season is also something I'll, I'll plan on helping people with as well, which I'm sure you help people with too. Yeah, one thing I want to emphasize is that you and I are not swing coaches. Correct. So once you go through the TPI certification, I can't fix your swing. Mm -hmm. I can fix your body, but, um, you know, people come to me and ask me to fix their swing. I can't do that. Yep. What you need is a good team. You need somebody like myself or like yourself who can speak the language of the body and be able to communicate to everybody's golf coach and tell them, Hey, this, this guy's got the worst lat and mm -hmm. shoulder flexion range of motion I've ever seen. So he can't do these things that you're going to ask him to do. So you might have to ask him to compensate this way. And that's yes. what you and I will be qualified to do. Um, you know, we, we aren't swing coaches. We, mm -hmm. we fix people's bodies. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of my motto of the show and my whole kind of golf journey at this point is rehab prevention and then performance. But that performance isn't me fixing your swing. It's optimizing your body so that you can swing in those ways that you need to, to eventually optimize that golf performance. So Exactly. Good distinction. Good distinction there. Um, so then kind of last question here, knowing what you know and how much better do you think that you would play or how much better do you think you would feel if you had somebody working on you all the time? Like, I feel like it's the worst when I know that I need my T-spine cracked and I know that nobody else can do it for me. It's brutal. So how much better do you think you would feel or play if you had somebody to work on you a couple times a week, whether it be at the clinic at your country club or anything like that? I think a big part of it's the accountability part of it for, for me, myself, because I know what my deficiencies are and I know mm -hmm. how to fix them. Yeah. But I think for anybody that doesn't know, first of all, it's, you know, some people have problems. They obviously don't know it. Yours are pretty obvious that you can't raise your arms up over your head. But sure some enough. people can't tell that they don't have adequate thoracic mobility. 
you just can't tell those things. I still get people that don't know that their quad is in the front of their leg and they think their quad is their hamstring and vice versa. I hear it every so, day, bro. You know, one of the big problems in this country is, is health literacy. So you got to go to somebody that knows, you know, what, what they're talking about in the body first. So, um, but from that standpoint, it's, it's beneficial to, to the general population, but, you know, as a physical therapist where we really are movement specialists and we can help anybody by stretching them, by showing them exercise. And I think that, um, in addition to a swing coach, which I think is where I lack and I, you know, I, I move pretty well in terms of a golfer's body. And I think I need that, that other part of the, uh, the other side of the coin. Um, but it's having a, a golf physical therapist is just invaluable. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's perfect. Um, so that's all I have for you, Jeff. Anything else, anything else on your mind on golf TPI? Um, anything uh, back when the pandemic started, I did do a few webinars for our, our company and our, okay. again, that company is kinetic physical therapy. So if you look us up on YouTube, it's kinetic TV and you'll see one or two talks that I had done. The one was, uh, on a proper warm up, And this is one that I can't emphasize enough. So a warm up is important in order to reduce risk of injury, but we also see on the other side of it that you can gain about five yards on your driver distance by just doing a proper 10 minute warm up. And typically when we see somebody do a warm up, you know, in the parking lot, they pop a few liquid gels and crack open a beer and say, all right, get my swing lube out. Heck yeah. That's what my dad does. That's what my friends do. Um, but that's not enough. Or the other side of it is we people bend, see, we see people bend down and touch their toes and think they're stretching. That is the worst thing you can do for your swing. Static stretching is going to reduce power. Um, sure, it might make you feel limber, but it's basically like trying to, before you're going to shoot a rubber band, you're just going to stretch the shit out of it and think it's going to fly farther after that. That's not what you should be doing. You should be priming your muscles. Um, so what you should be doing is a dynamic warm-up. Um, things like squats, lunges, uh, using some resistance bands. Um, so if you, if anybody's interested, you can check out uh, Kinetic TV on YouTube and look at just this 10-minute dynamic warm-up that I have all my golfers do beforehand. And it's invaluable. If you can get an extra five yards on on your drive, why wouldn't you do it? Give me that. I'll definitely take it. Yeah, that's kind of why I started to incorporate yoga. Is it? It's a lot of kind of free flowing dynamic stretches, um, in addition to a lot of core, core strength as well. So that's, that's a new thing I'm adding into my whole routine. So I typically do some yoga and then I'll dive into, cause I just got a new launch monitor. So I'm using that now, which I used it only one time. And I thought I was like, all right, I'm just going to go test out like five, 10 balls. And I was like whacking 50 of them. And I didn't warm up before that. And I'm feeling it a little bit today. So Warm up, everybody. It's if crucial. If you live closer, I'd be at your house all the time with that thing. Dude, it's so sick. Like, it's so addicting. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that that's about it for, for, for the show here. Thank you, Jeff, for joining us. I, I'm guessing there will probably be plenty more shows with you on it. Um, now that first time's out of the way, we uh, keep it going more and more. Um, I hope you don't meet another TPI certified PT because then my spots out. Oh, exactly. So, uh, You're the only one there. So, I mean, I didn't really have much of a choice. Um, I just had to pick you, but yeah, I, I absolutely. Thank you for joining the show. I feel like I can't even speak in here cause I'm in a room in my house that 
I have windows everywhere and I'm freezing out here. Um, like my lips are cold. My hands are freezing, but it's a good house. It's a good house. It's just in this one room, there's windows everywhere. They're not covered and I'm really cold, but that's where we're at. So the next show, what we're going to dive into, and we discussed it a little bit of kind of how biomechanics work and how, so if your back's not moving correctly, or if your T-spine or your shoulders aren't moving correctly, there's something that's going to have to compensate. So our next show is going to dive into the biomechanics of the golf swing to give you guys a general kind of knowledge base of how the swing should look and feel. Um, and then after that, we're going to kind of look at some injuries that are, that you can find along the way during the golf swing, but that's coming up next. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, please continue to follow my journey of golf, both for this podcast um, my own playing career, and then obviously helping you guys out uh, to improve your games. And remember to subscribe to the podcast, YouTube channel, and Facebook. They're both DM Golf. And then Twitter is Doc Marags. Instagram and TikTok are Doc Marags Golf. And then Jeff, again, where can we find you? Hey, hey. Yes. And then where can we find you at, Jeff, and where you're working through? Well, I'm not, I don't have a TikTok, and I, I won't. Um, no, I, I'm feel on you, Twitter bro. I was at, pressured. Um, I'm on Twitter at Jeffrey Kurtz DPT and that's Kurtz with a K. Um, you can also use the, my TPI find an expert and search my area, which is Collegeville, Phoenixville, um, in Pennsylvania. It's just outside of, of Philadelphia. Um, so that's where you can find me. Um, and I hope to be posting a little bit more than I already do on, on Twitter. Nice, man. Gotta keep linking up. And we also got to link up to actual golf, like, meet you halfway in the Lehigh Valley or something. I'd be down. Word. All right, everybody. That's about it. I will see you next week again, Jeff. Thanks for joining us and uh, see you next time. Peace.